Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Keep Your Crown Up Crowncast. My name is J.R. Morris, a.k.a. Kyle the Conductor. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. That's right. From my head to my knees and a little bit further, too. So, also want to shout out our sponsors, Royal Pieces. Royal Pieces is wearable art formations that reflect your royalty within. Once again, that's wearable art formations that reflect your royalty within. Make sure you follow them on iJizzle. Uh, shout out to Miss Frizzle, but they are Royal P E A C E S. Royal P E A C E S. We the best, Ninja. Who we, Ninja? Anyway, now that we got that out the way, um, I was struggling to figure out what I want to talk about this episode because uh, there's things that I'm feeling inside and I'm still processing them. And then there's things that uh, I want to talk about. But I'm also like, eh, you can't really beat a dead horse. So today's episode, I'm going to come somewhere in the middle. And that's for the sake of transparency. I want you guys to know what my thought process is or what my thought process is or how it was before deciding to press record. Now, you may hear Miss Penny in the background. That's my OG triple OG. That's my baby girl. So say hi to the people. Beep, beep. And the people say hi to her. Pause. Okay, hopefully you said hi. If you didn't say hi, that's just rude. My car deserves better than that. But anyway, um, today's episode, I want to tell a really short story about a time when uh, I thought everything was going to be over. I thought I had no hope. I mean, why at the time I had no hope. I just, um, I didn't really know what to do, how to move forward and get through the situation. And then how everything worked out. So uh, without further ado-do, uh, or without further ba-do, uh, let's go on and on about this story. Now, in 2014, 2013, uh, no, I'm sorry, 2014, I was working at a place. It was an aid service organization where we service young people between the ages of 13 and 24. I was the drop-in center manager. So we had dope programs. We had everything from groups, uh, like, like what do you call those, um, like support groups. And we also had a place for them to wash their clothes. We provided tokens. We had a couple meals throughout the day. Uh, we had a health center. It was a great space. It was a really great space. And at the time, I was just finishing up. Uh, actually, I wasn't even really finishing up. I just wasn't, I wasn't in the best space mentally because I was dealing with the shooting about the year before. I remember celebrating my first New Year's Eve with my coworkers and just being so afraid and having that 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 pain that would and fear, honestly, and anxiety uh, as we got closer and closer to New Year's. Um, and I remember, you know, getting through it and just like, wow, the worst is behind us. So, I, and I got hired there around October. So it was, I barely knew those people before our first New Year's, and I had to be open and honest with them about that. And it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then. Fast forward to about maybe March, around this time, in 2014, I was someone who would show up to work when I could. Like, I was I was drinking a lot. I was smoking a lot. Um, I was dating heavy, if that's what you want to call it. And, I mean, at the time, it was one woman in particular. But it was just, like, it was just, it was really, I wasn't healing. I wasn't, I wasn't getting past what I was going through that hurt. And if you haven't heard... Before, um, at the time, I was I was shot six times, and then a friend of mine lost his life, and um, it was just it was a lot to deal with. 
and I didn't have the best coping mechanisms. And one of my mentors, her name is Nine Sellers. I'm, I'm so privileged to have her be a part of of our uh, nonprofit, the Eco Foundation, as our, one of our board members. What she told me is what happens is a lot of times people will cope with something traumatic. And however they cope with that traumatic thing, whatever gets them through at the time, it makes sense. And it may not even be all that bad as long as it gets them through it. However, the problem is many of us will keep on leaning on whatever that thing was and we find ourselves, um, I guess, using it more than we should have to the point where we're overdoing it, we're abusing whatever the coping mechanism was. So for me, it was sex, drugs, and alcohol. And I continued down that path a lot longer than I needed to and it was affecting my work. Now, in hindsight, I could see that um, when I left this job, it wasn't only for the the thing that I've always been telling people it was for. I guess I had to hold myself accountable and realize that I wasn't the best employee either. And realistically, my supervisors um, made several attempts to modify my work schedule to make sure that I could still get the work done that I needed to. And I didn't have to be to work until 9. And some days I was allowed to come in at 12 and stay until 8. Other days I could like... It was just, they gave me a lot of flexibility, um, but I was cool. You know, I was still around, everything was cool. And um, I had a, a participant, that's what we called them, a participant who was uh, around my age. I was 24 at the time, and I think he was 23, about to be 24. And either way, he had got kicked out of his shelter, and I let him stay at my house. Um, one time turned into two times, two times turned into a few times. And it wasn't really, I didn't look that much into it or think it would be that big of a deal. I mean, I knew it was a fireball offense, but I just didn't care. Like, where I was at was like, man, this is where I'm, I could do whatever. Um, they're giving me a lot of flexibility. This is somebody who needs me, uh, and I'm able to provide. And a lot of that was my ego. Another part of that probably was me feeling like I needed to be needed. Um, but there was a lot of things I was going through, and it wasn't fair to anybody for me to occupy that space as a center manager and then where my mental health was uh specifically because i was only a little bit older than everyone else and you know i remember uh just not being the most professional i mean it was my first job out of college but i mean hindsight 2020 is what my father told me but um either way i remember going on vacation the day i came back from vacation um they found out and and years later one of the guys i work with I put it on Facebook that he set me up to get fired and he was being manipulated by it. I mean, he was he's a really toxic dude and I wish him the best. But either way, it was a uh, he snitched on me, if you will, to HR. And I'm cool with that. Um, but at the time, I remember coming back and I saw HR in the building uh, when I was preparing the lunch or the breakfast. And then they invited me upstairs and I'm like, well, what's going on? Like she said, you know, pretty much I got fired. And they told me why I got fired. And um, I just remember being crushed. It was about one. This conversation probably started around one o'clock. Um, and around 1.30, I remember walking out of there. Uh, they told me I could come back and get my stuff like another time or whatever. I don't really had much in my office. But this was a Monday. And I was crushed. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where I was going to turn. I just, I just knew that a job that gave me purpose, um, something I took for granted, was gone and I didn't know what I was going to do next so I made a phone call to a organization I used to substitute for and told them um, I was fired and I needed to work 
the very next day by 2 p.m. They said, well, there's a school in southwest Philadelphia. Uh, that's where nine sellers worked. And it's a school in southwest Philadelphia. And they're looking for a long term social sciences professor or teacher. And it's an alternative school. The kids are uh, about 16 to 21 years old. It's a credit recovery program. Um, most of which, you know, they use terms like at risk and urban and blah, blah, blah. Black kids that, you know, were on their second or third strike, if you will. Or honestly, we're taking a second and third chance at education and wanted to get their GD or diploma. So I was like, bet I'm with it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. So I agreed to take a full term, uh, long term position, rather, with this this school and ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. And at the time, I couldn't see it. But when the creator closes a door, another one opens all the time. We have to be aware of it. We have to be knowledgeable of uh, of ourselves so that we can look for the opportunity. We got to peep game. It won't always just, you know, opportunity doesn't always knock. Um, sometimes it may only knock once and temptation always leans on the buzzer. But we have a responsibility to make sure that when it knocks, we answer. And if it doesn't knock, we have to open that door sometimes and go find it. And. I'm just so blessed to go from being fired from a, my first job out of college to getting hired a half an hour later. I didn't even finish drying my tears before I got hired a full By the time I told my mom I got fired um, or my dad, I was telling them that I, I got hired somewhere else as well. The first day I started, it was just a warm welcome. Uh, Miss Sonia, the security officer, was at the door. She didn't only guard our, our building, she guarded our hearts. Like She's an amazing sister. and. Uh, Mrs. Sellers met me at the door. Her first name is Nine, last name Sellers. Met me at my uh, my classroom door, and it was just, it was amazing. Like it was really amazing. Where I was able to be a history teacher, um, and then eventually a dean of students, a site coordinator, and assistant principal. And you know, it's I really had a chance to grow there for a few years, and a lot of work that I'm doing today started there. Keep your crown up started as a wristband that I was giving to my students that we would also sell as a fundraiser so that we could go on trips and make things happen. So um, I learned a lot from that school and, and I learned a lot from I benefited a lot from that that uh, would appear to be negative experience. But that's just how life works out sometimes, you know. Um, so I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful of that opportunity. Um yeah, so reflect on any time that a relationship ended or a job ended or a door closed and it seemed like it was the end of the world. And, and, and I want you to look for the silver lining because things don't always seem great. And if that's what you're going through right now, it sucks. And no one wants to hear that when they're going through it. But that's the beautiful thing about it. Like, you're going through it. You're going to get to the other side. And when you get to the other side, it's so lit. Like, everything is so much better on the other side. Like, you can't you can't sit there and, and, and act like it's not. Like, you have to have a time. If you, even if you're in a good mood right now, think about a time when you were really going through some, some crappy situation. And it may have seemed like it was the end of the world, but you got through it. And just remember that. Hold on to that memory the next time you're going through something because the next time you're going through something it may be harder to remember that you're going to get through it so please remember to keep your crown up please remember to trust the process please remember to protect your light i'm not just saying these things because they rhyme i'm saying it because it's facts and this is how it works so yeah man um thank you for listening to the keep your crown up crowncast my name is jr morris aka kyle the conductor please remember to conduct ourselves more positively so we can conduct energy in a room more positively and ultimately conduct our people to freedom 
But just because you're not playing every instrument, don't trip about it. You can still make beautiful music as long as you know how to work with the people around you. All right. So protect your light. Keep your crown up. Trust the process. It's going to be all right. Trust me when I tell you that. See you the next time. KYCU Crowncast on IG. Let's go. Hi. Hey!